0: Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today Members Podcast, of course. Thank you very much, everybody, for your feedback on this podcast yesterday. I almost posted a picture of my Outlook inbox yesterday with close to 100 emails with the same subject line, member podcast feedback. I can't possibly reply to them all. I have replied to some. Sorry if I haven't replied to yours, but it's going to cost me a day to do so. But I have read them all, and I do thank you very much. And the conclusion is in my section today shorter to the point with less repetitive market commentary. So I will try and achieve that. No pressure today. This is general advice only, not to be confused with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances. Another point of order today, I have folded the technical section into my section today, and I think I will continue to do that. It was taking so long in the mornings. It really was a drag on my productivity in my section. I'm going to put more interest technical signals, which focuses on bigger stocks and focuses on weekly signals. The daily signals really do distract, I think, and offer little in the way of value. So focusing mostly on bigger stocks and weekly signals, the obvious messages from the technical look at the moment is the US markets have been overbought after falling almost 2% in two days. We are very close, I imagine, to weekly sell signals now on the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ have a look at the charts in the section. And our market clearly turning down at the moment, led by resources on China worries. So not really keen to do anything at the moment. We've got cash in the strategy portfolio. Very happy with that just at the moment. That's not just the market might do something precipitous at all. It is simply lacking momentum and our US ETFs were overbought and coming off the top. So we've ended up in cash looking for the moment to buy without worrying too much about the market, has to be said. Other observations observations on overbought, oversold is that you will see car leasing companies are all overbought. Macmillan Shakespeare, SG Fleet, SIQ, FPR. The car market's doing rather nicely. I can only imagine it's because of electric vehicles coming on stream after the legislation changes in the middle of last year. You can basically buy an electric vehicle in a company name and you don't have to drive it one kilometre and you will not be charged any FBT. So effectively, electric vehicles are coming 30% cheaper. And you'll notice most of the electric vehicles, particularly Tesla, have moved their pricing to below the luxury car tax limit, which means they qualify for tax deductions in company names. That activity is clearly driving a lot of activity in the car market, and it's spilling over into the stocks. A few things on the diary. We've got jobs numbers today, not out yet. Lots of results today. The most important ones are Telstra, of course. They're today on the back of their results. I have not had a good look at them. I'll try and do that for tomorrow. And the other bits I picked up was Domain Holdings, which is 60% owned by Nine Network. They're down 6% today on results. Earnings before interest and tax were down 13%. Listings in Sydney and Melbourne fell 21% and 16%. So it is reflective of the housing market at the moment. Residential revenue for them fell 7%. And they are saying there is some recovery in the first six weeks of this year, but not in Queensland or WA. So housing market on the nose. The other evidence of that is beacon lighting, which had net profit down 17%, and they blamed that on householder pressure from higher rates and cost of living pressures. People are not buying lights. They're not renovating their homes, and they say the economic uncertainty is still impacting the retail consumer. This, of course, has everything to do with mortgage rates. So consumer still on the nose. Housing market, I know there's been a bit of a bounce at the higher end, but the housing market going no And I had a bit of a rant today on the ABC radio, which probably kicked off a whole load of tweets from people happy to see me vehemently annoyed at the new land tax being imposed by the state government. I don't know how they think people are going to pay what I consider to be an obscene tax and a very divisive tax. It's a bit like franking credits. I don't know whether you've had a look, but just Google Victorian land tax calculator and you'll see that somebody who owns a house that's worth 1.5 million, which might be the average down on the peninsula, so a second home is paying about $15,000 a year in land tax that's after tax So that's about half the average wage paying to the government for owning a second home. And by the way, if you do the calculation, you'll see that if you have a $10 million home down on the peninsula, you're going to be paying the Victorian government about a quarter of a million dollars a year for the pleasure. The uh, rather laughable suggestion is that the way to get around it is to divorce and put your two houses in your two names. Divorce on paper. There we go. Lawyers, get going on that. Give me a ring. Don't tell Emma. Anyway, housing market going nowhere with that on the horizon has to be said, and that's coming through in the results at the moment. I know we're hopeful of a recovery, but it's really not going to happen at this stage. I've got something in the sorry, we we were doing the diary, lots of results today. Um, Nvidia, look out for the Nvidia in in terms of signposts. Look out for Nvidia results next Thursday night in the US. They could be pivotal. Pivotal, sorry. Some brokers, three brokers in the last three days have been upgrading their target price. One just upgraded their target price from $600 to $800, and the share price is $434. NVIDIA is the poster child of the AI revolution. These results had better be bloody good. Uh, So it could be, I think the risk is now on the downside because expectations are so high, but the NVIDIA results next Thursday... Could be the pin that pops the bubble, or it could be the pump that pumps it up even more. We will see, but obviously important for big tech sentiment, that's Thursday night next week. Also coming up at the end of this week is Jackson Hole Symposium. That's where a lot of speeches are made, including one from the Federal Reserve President and the FOMC Chair, same person, panel, and we're going to be dissecting that for hidden meanings. I have written today what I think is quite a nice little paragraph about the truth about the FOMC, everyone thinks that the FOMC or the Fed knows something they don't and we have to use all our wits to distill their secret message and cleverly do that by interpreting every adjective and syllable in their announcements and statements but the truth of the matter is They are a committee, it is in the name, Federal Open Market Committee, and the truth is they couldn't possibly collectively hold on to a private secret policy agenda, and we're all trying to find something that really isn't there. I'm pretty sure they don't know what they're going to do as a collective from one month to the next, not until they meet. So they're not a coordinated secret keeping coven, they're a committee that make it up as they go along, so I don't think there is any secret message. Amazing how many column inches we can commit, or the media and commentary can commit to speculating on what the Federal Reserve think when the truth is they probably don't think anything until their next meeting. I have added in the Ideas portfolio, I have added CSL to the Ideas portfolio. Henry, in my absence, added ResMed that was doing very nicely until today, but it fell 5% to the US, so it's come off about 4% today. So we're back to where we started, and the market's not going up today, so CSL not really flying along today, but I think the time has come. Have a look at my section for 1%. Why we have done that and I have written a stock take today on CSL. I've also written an article called Regrets. I've had a few. Have a read of that. It is a terrible thing, hindsight, to know that I once owned 1 million Paladin shares at 1.6 cents and they went to $10.60 but I sold them at 3.2 cents. I doubled my money, genius, and then they went to 10 dollars 6 all I had to do was absolutely nothing for the rest of my life. Anyway, have a read of the regrets I've had. I've also got a paragraph in today, a little bit of a lesson on volume. There are five bits of data in a candle, open, high, low, close, and volume. Everyone ignores volume. Heavy volume in the US overnight. Volume confirms the trend. Any technical analyst will tell you that. In other words, if something goes up on heavy volume, you can probably trust the trend. If something goes up on light volume, you probably need to ignore it. Anyway, bit of education in the newsletter today. Right, that's about it. One of the instructions from members for this podcast was shorter, please. And that suits me, let me tell you. (laughs) So let me cut it off there. As I leave you, we are down 80 points. We were down 110 yesterday. We really are having a bit of a washout at the moment. Waiting for the jobs numbers coming up at 1130. All the sectors are down. Gold, the worst. Gold going nowhere at the moment. And stocks with results, IPH, ORA, SUL, GMG leading the market up. And stocks with results, domain holdings, evolution, mining also leading the market down. That's it. You have a fabulous day. I will continue to hone this podcast as I find the time to do so. Very time poor at the moment. You have a fabulous day and I will be...